Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, KG. It's your boy, LB. What's going on, everybody? Man, we back again with Thin Line Between Love and Sports. Yes, sir. Already. Episode 16. Keep it pushing. Already. So, um, man, how everything been going for you so far with the school you're just kicking off? Man, so we got the first week of school in the books. It uh, went pretty well, man. And then uh, I started actually with... First day of class for, you know, in college back again. Okay. It was, what, August 27th? Yep, August 27th, man. So back on that grind, too, just trying to keep my plate full, you know, keep trying to gain more knowledge and keep growing in this industry, man. Already. What about you? Man, same old, same old, just um, work, a little bit of work, a little bit of being a father, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get my stuff together as well. But, you know, that's a... Uh, Something I announced a little later. Yeah. But I hate they canceled that game the other week, man. We went out there. Yeah, man. I, I, was, man. I, I was pretty, pretty uh eager to see what you know what they look like, man, especially um with my son playing a new position. Right. You know, but they'll be back on Saturday, actually. I don't know the location just yet, but they'll be back down here Saturday, man, for a game. So um uh, I think this is actually a real game. So it's go time. That's cool. Yeah, plenty of games to be played, man. But yeah, so in the world of sports, man, a lot been going on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Throughout all different sports. Well, you know, man, it's football, and then you know we have uh, women's sports that we're gonna touch on a little later. Yeah. But uh, so the biggest thing that's kind of circling around right now is Urban Meyer. Yeah, we're gonna jump right into it. Man. Yeah, he can't. They finally gave him a verdict as far as what's gonna happen to him. You know, for everything that happened. If you guys didn't know, he was. Pretty much, he's being given a consequence for not completely reporting, you know, news about yeah. somebody on his coaching staff that was, you know, for domestic violence right, towards right. his wife. Not being forthcoming enough. Right. You know. Enough, as a key word you said right Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he wasn't transparent enough. Yeah. And, yeah, man, he, he's, he's, he's suffering from it right now. I mean, yeah. um, a lot of people feel like Ohio State – was very, very lenient mm-hmm. on him, you know, in, in his suspension. Uh, only three games, the first three games of the year. So that big one against TCU uh, for the opener, he's not going to be there for that. Yeah. Um, some people feel like he should just just flat out been fired. Yeah. Uh, I have my own opinions on it. I'm pretty sure you have yours. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think that – if we're treating this like an isolated incident, okay, you know, uh, he shouldn't have been fired. He he shouldn't have been fired if we're just looking at, you know, the details of just this right now, the prison. incident itself. Um, he has a provision in his contract that, that he uh, got his extension on that if he comes in contact with any knowledge about any of his players or any of his staff, anybody that reports to him, uh, he's supposed to report that. And in 2015, when there was a uh, domestic violence situation with Zach Smith and his wife, he did report it. And Zach Smith was taken off of the recruiting trail. I mean, this came from Zach Smith's own mouth. And he said Urban Meyer told him, if I find out that you are actually abusing your wife, then you're gone. Yeah. And as a result of the investigation i would say i guess that's what it was investigation they determined that he didn't do anything i mean yeah they were wrong yeah 
But I mean, if, if the police looked into it and Urban Meyer reported it and whoever did the looking into didn't find anything, then at that time, then he can't really just fire him. Yeah. You know, based off of the findings. Um, other people feel differently about that because they say um, Courtney Smith, the woman who was, you know, uh, being abused, uh, she had a relationship with Urban Meyer's wife. And she was telling Urban Meyer's wife the situation. So people feel like, you know, if she's saying this to Urban Meyer's wife, Urban Meyer's wife is telling Urban Meyer and Urban Meyer should fire this person for that. And Courtney Smith said it herself. She never spoke to Urban Meyer directly. She just spoke to his wife. So we're all speculating at this point. Everybody's assuming like, you know, if your wife know that, then she's telling you, which is true. I believe that too. But then again, that's still speculation. Yeah. So you can't really fire him based off of speculation. And I'll get more into it, but I'll let you, you know, give your thoughts on okay. it. But like you said, so we're just speaking on just like this, this isolated, this incident here. I feel like he did what he's supposed to do. Could he have went into more detail? Probably so. And he did say to everyone in his furious statements that, you know, he made the mistake of not going into too much detail. Right. But at the end of the day, I think that, you know, he did his job, like you said, he had the provision in his contract. To report the incident, at that I think it's out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people, I don't know if it's like the public, the media, whoever, trying to hold him accountable for everything. Like he's supposed to go through and do the whole investigation himself. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? And he's supposed to uncover all these things. I think we really need to be looking at is Ohio police, man. I mean, because if you look at this incident, they found him not guilty. Zeke Elliott found not guilty for some of the same thing, the exact same reason, actually, mm-hmm. domestic violence. And uh, he got off. He said he didn't find enough evidence. And, you know, but it's still just going back to this incident with Urban Meyer. I feel like we're too we're so busy worried about him, but we're not worried about the actual husband right. who did the act, who did the act, who brought the violence against his wife. But everybody's worried about Urban Meyer and the way he approached the media, the way he uh, handled his statement. He didn't apologize to the wife. He didn't do these things. But, like, you know, it's like, why are we trying to hold him? To the, such a high standard, I get it. He's the head coach, but he's still not the he's not the person who actually did the act, you know. And then uh, I know you kind of touched a little bit on a minute ago where you said that if we talked about his whole body of work, then Urban Meyer, yeah, he might need to be fired. Yeah, just because you know this is not the first thing you know as far as domestic violence. Yes, but when he was back in Florida, like you, he had multiple. Yeah, multiple players getting arrested, like yeah. left and right. Thirty-one, thirty-one is, is the number. That's ridiculous. And that's why I was getting to with the next, you know, portion of my comments is um, that's why I specifically said, you know, if we're focusing on this incident as an isolated situation, then no, he shouldn't be fired. And one of my friends I seen on Facebook, you know, he referenced the football players from North Carolina yeah. who got some exclusive Jordans put them on sale online, made a profit off those exclusive Jordans, and they got suspended for uh, four games. Four games. Um, he brought up uh, Terrell Pryor, who so uh, just selling like little memorabilia, yeah. uh, autographs and things like that for tattoos, and Jim Trestle being fired because of that. Uh, Des Bryant having a dinner with Deion Sanders, uh, him being suspended for the remainder of the entire year, and you know, I, I had to say, I was like, yeah, you know, you're bringing up these instances, but Urban Meyer didn't break a rule. All those guys that you're naming, even though the rules are stupid and they're really like, you know, 
ticky tacky. Right. They still broke a rule. Urban Meyer did not, so you can't fire him. The suspension is just for optics because he lied to the media. Um, but if we take in totality of his entire career, from what we know, um, I don't think he really had a whole lot going on when he was at Utah. But once he got to Florida and he started really, you know, getting on that recruiting trail, um, Aaron Hernandez there shot a guy in the head while he was at Florida. Percy Harvin. Uh, He's notorious for, like, beating people up. You know what I'm saying? Cam Newton just kicked off the team for stealing laptops with another guy. Um, I can't think of his running back's name, but there was a running back they had that was, like, extremely talented that never really played at Florida because he was so bad, but he still ended up making the NFL, and he had, you know, a little splash in the league. Was it Dennis? Oh, man, I have to look him up, man. I think his last name was Rainey. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's like Chris Rainey or something like that. I'm not even totally sure. But so that, going forward to Ohio State, you have this coach who not only is he, you know, beating his wife, He's sending nudes in the White House. He's ordering sex toys to the facilities at Ohio State. Uh, when Ezekiel Elliott had to do his deposition, and they asked him all these questions about the things that he did with this girl, he went down the laundry list of drugs that he was taking, and he was doing that at Ohio State. Gary on Conley is another guy who was accused of sexual assault or rape by a woman at Ohio State. You're running a madhouse, so you should be fired for that. Just based on that premise. Yeah. To me, like, you you, you have no real control over your program. Like, your star quarterback, four-year captain, first time in the history of Ohio State, JT Barrett, who's from Wichita Falls, like him, I love him, but he had to get suspended for a game in 2015. Drunk driving, Trying yeah, to say this, they said it was. Yeah, just you know, he had he was over the, the legal yeah, limit, limit yeah. and that was going on at the same time of this whole um, Smith situation, Zach Smith situation. Yeah. So um, to me, Urban Meyer should be fired for that. But of course, he's also winning, so he ain't gonna fire him for that. You know, when Jim Trestle got fired, Ohio State was kind of dwindling a little bit you know they went a while without you know winning the national championship yeah and we know it's about winning but i just hate the fact that people are ignoring um zach smith you know what i'm saying like you brought up the ohio police um they're ignoring the fact that this woman said that her parents advised her not to tell on him yeah because if the police are doing an investigation to figure out if you're being abused, if you have any information to help them, I, I assume you gave it to them. But so, do you think that like some of this, uh, so like with the new rule changes they're trying to have in NCAA, you know how they're trying to have everybody pretty much going to be impacted if something happens, you know? So at first it was just like maybe the coach and maybe like the AD, but now you have the president of the school who's supposed to be held accountable to now. So do you think that's going to help clean up some of this stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's why he got uh, suspended. I mean, in two thousand like starting point, yeah, yeah, two thousand fourteen, he probably wouldn't even been suspended for this. No, no, I'm you know what I'm saying. Two thousand ten, he definitely wouldn't have been suspended for this. I mean, but he had to take a leave just because of this, though, before even anything happened. Yeah. I think the leave was just kind of like he just did it on his own. You know, 
I'm saying? Just to make it look better. Right. I don't think you really had to. Uh, But it's just, we're making positive changes. Yeah. You know, now uh, in today's day and age, allegations are enough to, you know, get you out of there. Yeah, yeah, that's where it starts at. You know what I'm saying? Or at least suspended. And and right now, uh, when we see things happen, especially in sports and entertainment, when these allegations come, they go ahead, they get you out of there, and then they may do their investigation. And then if there's nothing wrong, then, you know, they'll bring you back. Uh, But more times than not, when the allegations surface, there's some truth behind it. Yeah, it's something to it. And that's mm-hmm. pretty that's why they're trying to take these take these precautions now. Let's go ahead and tell you to take a leave or you spin it automatically right. or something, you know, just so we can kind of cover our end and make sure that we kind of, you know, everybody's kind of pleased in a sense. So yeah, man. So I mean hopefully hopefully they can kind of clean it up. Especially, yeah. I mean, all across the board, not just college football, but you know, college basketball, everything yeah. and because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in all these sports as far yeah. as what coaches try to hide. You know, a lot, a lot of times, we talked about this earlier, is that these coaches, they aren't really trying to be bad people. It's just a lot of times they are friends with these people first. Yeah. And it's kind of like, do you want to tell your friend? Right. You know, and you kind of touched on that yeah. before we got on, talking about that, you know, like I don't, I would think twice before telling on you because, you know what I'm saying, we don't grew up together. Right. Before I would tell, you know, some strangers about, about you. Right. You know, I'm trying to give you a chance to fix your character first, right. regardless of what it is. Um, that's just, you know, just part of this, it, what we go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't have these experiences together. So it's kind of like, I feel like I owe you that. Right. And I think it's a little, uh, a little hypocritical of, of some of these people out here that are like really calling for Urban Meyer's head because like we were talking about, um, everybody, you know, keeps things from other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's natural, especially if it's something negative. So, um, we can't assume that Zach Smith wasn't keeping things from Urban Meyer, yep. even though they had a, a good relationship. You know, kids keep things from their parents. Husbands keep things from their wives. Wives keep things from their husbands. You know, it's it happens. Yeah. So Urban Meyer, he may not have known. You know what I'm saying? And this is definitely common for employees to keep things from their employers. Yeah. I mean, they're if they just announce, you know, random drug tests across the country tomorrow, a lot of people would be fired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they put hidden cameras in houses throughout the country, you know, a lot of people would be in jail. You know, a lot of people would be embarrassed. A lot of people would be fired. You know what I'm saying? So. But one of these things is like, even when he approached Zach Smith, it wasn't even just like, hey, like I heard, like on some nice type stuff. He kind of like. He almost kind of like came at him. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, because uh, that's like, big, though. You know? Right. It's big. Like, yeah. say, like, you know what I'm saying? This is true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your ass is done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling you now. Like, almost like he charged him up with it. Yeah. So like, it wasn't like he just came in, like, super friendly. He was like, hey, man, can you, you might want to stop because they own to you. Right. Or anything like that. He wasn't even trying to give him a warning. He was just kind of like, if I hear that you are really doing this, then, like, you know what I'm saying? You're done. Yeah. So, like you said, you brought up a good point. Zach Mills probably was doing this thing for a long time, but he was, he was hiding. Yeah. And you like know, I said, so. if the woman's family was telling her to keep it a secret, then yeah, it was being hidden. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I can't 100% just say Urban Meyer was in the wrong. He may not have really known that much. He, his wife may have told him something, but not really just gone all the way into like, man, this boy is beating this woman. You know, 
So we don't know. I mean, I seen a text message where she said he has some rage issues, but she didn't say that he's beating this one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to get him out of there. So exactly. I don't know, man. We just gotta, uh, you know, apply things in our own lives, yep. and and stop being so hypocritical. You're exactly right. So I mean, why are we on uh, on football, college football? Yeah, you know, I've been kind of staying around for a little bit. We had a player from Maryland. Uh, make sure I get his name right. It was uh, Jordan McNair. Yeah, uh, he died of uh, heat exhaustion, pretty yeah. much, or you know, exhaustion period from football. You know, when even season hadn't started, it's pretty much just you know, tour you want to call it tour day, yeah. training camp, what you want to call it, and he died from it. And now you know it's, it's a big thing going on. So it's like, I guess the question I want to raise to you know to the people to you know to you is that are these coaches are they really are they do they not know that they're over exhausting their players or they just they don't know their players limits? Mm. And uh, so I guess just from my standpoint is I think that they get caught up in the moment. Yeah. You know, they, they out there, they're doing things where even the players not even doing what they want them to do. And they're trying to push them to try to, to get to them to where they want. They expect more out of them, but then they not, they forget that these are human and the conditions that are around them, the environment that's around them. And I think that, uh, I don't think it makes you less of a football player or anything like that if you don't practice, you know, in these heated situations or these heated conditions. Most of these college, you know, college players, you know, not college players, but college uh, facilities, they have indoor facilities where these players can go. And, like, so, you know, and I think they need, be, they need to be more cognitive of, like, water breaks and things like that. Just me me working at uh, part of an elementary right now wouldn't even allow our kids to go out if the heat index is above 90. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So every morning you'll have the nurse come on announcements and say, hey, heat index is expected to be 93 today. So we'll enjoy recess inside. That's big. You know, and that's just, and I don't think, I'm, well, I know for a fact that coaches aren't following the same rule. No. You know, even if you take it up a little bit, think about it. If you're out there and the heat index is above 90, you're out there with full pads on. You're trying to go 100 miles an hour. You know, trying to go push your hardest. You know, you're, you're exhausting even more heat to your body. And then if you're not getting water breaks or you sometimes you might have players who try to go push their own limits and they were like, hey, I'll get water later. You know what I'm saying? Because this is not even it might be out of the coach's hands by then. But I think the coach needs to be more cognitive of what's going on. And, you know. And just be more. More efficient in the way that they handle handle players, handle practices, things like that. Um. Actually, I'm going to ask you that, too, because, man, I know you have a son that plays yeah. football, man. Yeah, I do. And um, one thing with football is this whole uh, tough guy mentality. Yeah. That means you know what I'm saying? That's what, yeah, that's what it built on. It's this tough guy mentality. So it's this quote that at one point in my life I used to feel like it was a good quote, and it's like pain is weakness leaving the body. You know what I'm saying? I'm, everybody's seen that. Mm-hmm. Pain is weakness leaving the body. Yeah. And that's not true. Sometimes pain is pain. <laughs> All right? Sometimes you are in legit pain. Sometimes shit hurts. All right? And the kid at Maryland, they said before he passed out, he was vis- visibly like sluggish and yeah. he just wasn't with it. Lethargic, yeah. So the coach with this whole pain is weakness leaving the body mentality is screaming at him to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Somebody, you know, get him, get him, pick it up, pick it up. 
and he collapses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're a football coach. You're not a physician. You're not a medic. You're a football coach. Yeah. So you need to take every precaution, especially when you're in the heat. If somebody says they're tired, if somebody's saying that, um, you know, they're dizzy or they feel like they're about to throw up, stop being so quick to say that they weak. Mm-hmm. Get that boy some water. Tell that boy to sit down. You know what I'm saying? Because you much rather him be weak and be sitting down, sucking air, drinking water, yeah. lying to you, than being truthful about his uh, symptoms collapsing and dying. Right. All right. Just last week, there was another kid <clears throat> in DFW. Yeah. Uh, I had his name right here. His name was Kyrell. Kyrell McBride, eighth grader. Eighth grade, Kyrell. And in Crowley, which is the Fort Worth area, he passed out in practice. He died in the hospital. Yeah. You know, these are serious things. These happen. I had a cousin that died during a college basketball game. Told his coach he was just feeling tired. He walked to the end of the bench, collapsed, and he passed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That quick, in large heart. So I tell my son, drink water. Drink water. Yeah. When you at home, drink water. I ask him, do y'all get y'all water breaks out there? Do the coaches try and restrict water from y'all if y'all don't listen or behave? And he's like, no. You know, we get our water. And I'm like, cool. Because I remember when we were in high school and that's, stuff, that's they point. was quick to take water from us when we played too much. That was a point. You're right. Mm-hmm. They was quick to do it. And we was bad. And I remember one time we had a legit water fight at practice. Yeah. And they got real mad at us. And we didn't have no more water for the rest of practice, for real. But, I mean, we was, we was having a water fight with the water bottles and stuff. Yeah. And they were like, oh, y'all want to play? Okay. So I know the mentality of football. I know how these coaches think. Everything is about being weak, weak, don't be weak, you know, be strong, be tough, all this type of stuff. Well, I advocate everybody, if you have a child playing football, encourage them to drink water. Ask them about their water breaks in practice. Make sure that they are getting their breaks. Luckily for us, our football team is more family-oriented, so it's not like college and high school where it's just the coaches and the kids. You know, it's the coaches, the kids, the moms, the dads, the parents are out there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has eyes on these kids, so these coaches really can't do nothing crazy like that because the parents going to speak up. But that's the thing, though. When you when they do it, makes, it makes you – it kind of makes you nervous even if your kid goes off the college to play football. It is, man. Like that, it's man, it's nerve-wrecking. Football is yeah. like nerve-wrecking, man. Because when you send them off, you expect them to be in good hands. Bingo, man. You, you put them in the hands of professionals in a sense. I mean, if you're a coach, you're especially if you're at a college or high school and you're coaching, you're considered a professional. Middle school, considered a professional. You have a certification to be out there and you have to go through all these classes, CPR classes. So you're expected to know these things. Right. Man. So it kind of throws everything off when you have these incidents that happen. And like you said, this has happened within less than a month apart from each other. Yeah. You know, two opposite sides of the, you know, of the United States pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is an actual problem that is happening. Yeah. You can't just say it's just in one area or it's just these coaches. And no, it's like it's everywhere. So, yeah, man. So I just hope that uh, 
you guys be safe out there. Players, you know, take your health into your own hands. Yeah, it's man. okay for you to walk off to go take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, I will say, don't use it as an excuse to get out of something. But if you really are, you feel like you need water, you need to hydrate it, you need to take care of yourself. But like you just said before, you need to take care of yourself before practice also. Yeah. Don't wait till practice to take care of yourself. Do it beforehand. Stay hydrated. Man. Stay hydrated. Any sport, not just football, man. Yeah, any, any, any sport. sport. Right. Period. Period. Stay hydrated. Eat right. I'm not saying, you know, we know you're young. You want to eat these, you know, crazy things. But a lot of times these things do aid in messing up your, you know, your endurance, stuff like that. So yeah. you take care of yourself off the field before you get there. So we can kind of help each other out. Yeah. And um, just kind of piggybacking on that. You, you hit the nail on the head when it's like sending your kid off, mm-hmm. you know, high school sports, college sports. We expect them to be around professionals. And you don't want to get the call that your, your kid passed away <clears throat> due to something that was probably preventable, like heat exhaustion. Like, man, give him some water. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So, um, it's, ew, man, I, I, I don't like it. Like I say, it's nerve wracking. You know, I, I got to pray. I got to stay in constant contact with my child to make sure, you know what I'm saying? He's staying hydrated and he understands why you stay hydrated. Um, and these coaches out there or, or anybody that has a relationship with any coaches, you know, uh, tell them to make sure that their kids are being hydrated and taking care of themselves. Stop being so quick to label everything as weakness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Handle every threat, you know what I'm saying, like it's a real life or death threat. You know what I'm saying? That's the main Always thing. take precaution. Right. That's the main thing. All right, man. Yeah, that's just a great topic, man. I have to revisit that sometime. Hopefully, yeah. these incidents don't happen again. Right. We have to come back to it. Right. Uh, we're going to keep it moving, man. I'm just gonna... Next up, we're kind of going to touch on uh, women in sports and them making a difference. Yeah. You know, uh, we have three different women in particular. Um, just to kind of throw them out there to get everybody's, you know, brain thinking for a little bit. We have uh, Nancy Lieberman. Big three. Big three. Just won a championship. Then you have, uh, we have Serena Williams. Everybody knows Serena. Everybody knows Serena. Yeah. Well, he has all has Skylar Diggins. Right. Okay. Uh, you want to tackle this first? You want to? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, of course. So, um, at first, you, you brought up Nancy Lieberman. Yeah. And, you know, this actually happened like what not this past Friday, but the Friday before, uh, they won the big three. Yep. And a lot of people don't know about Nancy Lieberman. They call her Lady Magic because she was like Magic Johnson. The right there. Yeah. Uh she's also an assistant coach for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. So she's a a trailblazer in that sense. You know, she could very well end up being the first female head coach in the NBA. And I don't see why there aren't any uh female coaches that coach men because women know the game like you don't have to be uh uh you know like a big old big dude to coach yeah. basketball you know what i'm saying like if you know the game and you know the concepts then you can coach basketball yeah it's, it's women out there out coaching men all the time so don't get it twisted um then i, I propose the idea of you know including serena uh with what's going on with her with uh, the French Open basically banning her bodysuit that she wears that Nike uh, specifically designed for her to help her with the uh, issue that she was having after giving childbirth uh, with excessive blood clotting. 
Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She said that uh, she almost lost her life mm-hmm. after childbirth because of, you know, her blood clotting and things like that. So um, Nike partnering with hands down the biggest female woman athlete. Yeah. Easily. Endorser. Um, yeah, they, they, they got the work. They gave her something. And it's not like it's a revealing bodysuit. I think it was just an attack on her body, period, because she's taller than her competitors. We all know that she carries a lot more, uh, a lot more body. You know, she's she's curvier, she's muscular, you know, and she's like physically dominant out there, and you can see it. Like you can see the physical dominance. Like there's been times where. Um, you watch a Serena match and it's a back camera that shows Serena and her opponent. Yeah. And you can see how much bigger Serena is than her opponent. Serena's like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and she's playing against, you know, 5'2", five, 5'3", five, Asian women, things like that. She's yeah. just destroying them. So yeah. uh, that's just an attack on Serena and Serena's body. Yeah. All right. And then lastly, Skylar Diggins, who I want you to jump in on. Uh, Skylar Diggins really going on the offensive about the uh, income disparity between the WNBA and the NBA. Yeah. And uh, she brought up a specific player in Harrison Barnes and his contract that he got. He got a max deal from the Mavs, which me being a Mavs fan, I wasn't too excited about it. I felt like we gave him too much money, but, you know, uh, that's what the NBA market dictates. Yeah. When you want to sign someone. But she was like, how do you get all this money? He's never been an all-star. What does he even do? He's not even that good. So why is he getting so much? Yeah. So uh, I want you to jump in. Uh, and you can talk about whatever, but yeah. I want you to touch on all Skylar Diggins. Yeah, as far as Skylar Diggins, you know, she pretty much is like the face of WNBA. At least one of the faces. One of, yeah. You know, at least one of the faces right now. Especially, you know, of uh, for out here in the Dallas area. She's well, well known. Yeah. And, you know, for her to speak up like this, I, I'm i very happy that she is. You know, it kind of reminds me of when we had what uh, was a Hope Solo. Yep. She was doing the same thing for, you know, women's soccer. And I think that that's, that's where it starts at as far as them speaking up on things that, that they want. You know, yes, NBA makes a lot more money than WNBA, but that doesn't mean that the women can't be compensated for the things that they go through. Because half of these women, they have to have another second job after the season's over. You know, I think Skylar Diggins might be on the higher end as far as uh, making money in a contract, but it's not nowhere near what the NBA contract is. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she makes less than uh, a bench player, the league minimum for in the NBA. You know, yeah. but she her brand is much bigger than a lot of these players in the NBA. And all I like to see now, I've, I've seen a few players do it too. I've seen uh, um, Dwayne Wade, uh, I want to say Chris Paul, a few others have been really, really endorsing women's basketball as far as trying to get them out there and, you know, just trying to build the the brand up as a whole for WNBA. I think that's going to really build. I think it's going to take time, but I think I, I do see the NBA, WNBA actually growing. But, um, you know, I wish that some of the players now could kind of experience some, some very, you know, some higher salaries. I think they do deserve it. And as far as what they put themselves through, you know, because they've been through the same grind as a lot of these WNBA players. People don't realize that. Yeah. They just pick up basketball, you know, in college. A lot of these girls have been playing since they were little, just like a lot of these NBA players. They've been playing since six, seven years old, eight years old, traveling, doing the elite camps, doing the uh, 
AAU basketball. Like, it gets really big as far as women's basketball. It's just not appreciated how it should be. I want to go back to um, the big three for a second, man. Okay. Well, I remember when the big three first started, I kind of thought, I didn't think it was a joke, but I thought it was just like, you know, some older cats pretty much just playing rec basketball and it was televised. That's pretty much what I thought. But then I saw them win the championship and I saw Coutinho Mobley, uh, Bird, and some of these guys are like, actually crying. It's just like an actual championship, it felt like to them. And I'm like, whoa, man, these dudes are really taking it serious. Oh, yeah. Really taking it serious, you know? And it was like, it really touched them to win this championship. You know, you had Big Babe and they were all on the same team, they won. And then one thing that they shouted out was Nancy Lieberman, when it was like, they gave her all the praise. This is our coach. She did this for us. And you know what I'm saying? They didn't have to do that at all. These are NBA players who distinguished NBA players. Tino Mobley was a, 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 a dog. Yeah. Big Baby has an NBA ring. Birdman has the NBA championship ring. These are actual dudes who have championship rings, but then for them to stop and say that, hey, we got to get this to our coach, our Nancy Lieberman, she led us to do this championship. I think that says a lot. You know, I think that bodes well. Yes, it is the big three, but for her to have this respect from these NBA players, I think it says a lot. I think it's going in the right direction as far as women in sports. Um, you also have the coach that's, you know, uh, San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, she's been there for a while. Popovich always gives her props. Like, yeah. he's giving her times, but he just told her, like, hey, you have at it. You she, control this. Yeah, she coached the summer league team. Mm-hmm. I think she's even done a game or two. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and a lot of people don't know this. I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot more in um, AAU sports, AAU basketball. I'm seeing a lot of women coaches that are coaching these uh, these basketball players, you know, male basketball players, and doing very well. It might I add. So I think that um, it's, it's it is definitely turning the corner. And uh, as far as Serena Williams, man, I, I hate it when black women get to a high, you know. High high level of dominance in the sport, and then because then, then you're depicted on how your body is. Mm. Marion Jones had the same exact problem. Yes, she was on steroids, but before the steroids came out, she went through the same thing. If you remember her, she had the full body suit too. Yeah, it's a lot of hate. Covered the head and everything up. And they made her do the same thing. Said she couldn't wear it no more because it was an advantage. Yeah, you're right. You remember that? I do remember that. So it was like the same exact scenario, and it was just it had it been anybody else, they probably went through the same thing. No, man. and it's crazy, man. And it, the, the Serena thing is an attack on her body type. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I, we both have um, social media. Yeah. And we see the Iggy Azalea. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We see the Kim Kardashian, the Chloe's, yeah. the Kylie's. You know what I'm saying? And, and we see what their body type looked like before and after. You know what I'm saying? So we see who they're trying to mimic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't going to get into all that because I don't really feel <laughs> like it. But anybody with ears and eyes know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We we see who they are trying to mold themselves after. You know what I'm saying? And she plays tennis and she wears a bodysuit. You know bodysuit. what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, hers came from, you know, genetics. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not from, you know, wherever these yeah. other people are getting their stuff from. You know? Yeah. So that's... One thing that I do want to bring up about Serena, because these these tennis players, I mean, some of these tennis players, they wear, uh, you know, they wear their little athletic, uh, you know, underwear underneath their skirts. But their skirts be like really short, you know what I'm saying? And they don't be like form fitting and things like that. So when these tennis ladies are doing their serve, you can see their underwear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can't sit here and be like, man, you know, 
we want her to take this bodysuit off because it's too suggestive when, you know, I could take my son who's nine to a tennis match like the French Open and he's probably going to see some women's underwear out there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, come on, man. Like, stop being so blatant with what you're really trying to do. Yeah. Uh, And then with the WNBA, you know, trying to bounce around a little bit with the WNBA, um, they they just don't make as much money as the NBA. And we could as a group, as a just as a, as a whole, as like a the business. WNBA, yeah. the NBA subsidizes the WNBA. Yeah. So if the NBA wasn't kicking them money, then they probably really wouldn't even be able to function. And you and I, we 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 say this all the time when we bring up women's basketball. We need to get out and support the WNBA. We need to go buy the jerseys, buy the tickets. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's hard because women's college basketball. We I, I watch that. Yeah. I watch women's college basketball, especially during the tournament. Uh, shout out to Notre Dame for the uh, run that they had, and I cannot think of her name right now off the top of my head. But you know, she she was out of her mind during the tournament. Yeah. But WNBA, they don't have that same type of. Um, it, it's like the passion ain't the same. WNBA, they play thirty something games as opposed to the NBA playing eighty two games. Um, it's like they just they just fit the WNBA in there. like. The NCAA is done in April. They do the WNBA uh, draft, like, not too long after that. And then the season to kick up in, like, June. Yeah. And then it's over in, like, August. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they're just trying to fit it in just to get it in there, and you know what I'm saying, just to say they have yeah. it. Like, I feel like the WNBA itself really isn't putting much into the WNBA. I feel like they're too busy trying to piggyback off what the NBA does, like, so they're trying to get the NBA players to uh, tell the people that watch the NBA to watch the WNBA instead of the WNBA marketing to the people that watches it themselves. Creating your own audience. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like WNBA can do a lot of things um, that women's college does. Like women college, they appeal to young women. Yeah. You know, if you talk to a young female hooper, she says, I want to go to Connecticut. She don't say, I want to go to the Sparks. She don't say, I want to go play for the Mercury, That's a good the point. Dallas Wings. Yeah. I'm trying to go to UConn. I want to go to Tennessee. Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's, the, that's the pinnacle of women's basketball, college. You know what I'm saying? And the NBA is opposite. Yeah. You talk to a young boy, he say, I'm trying to go to the league. You talk to a young girl, she's trying to go to UConn because that's the pinnacle of the sport. So Skylar Diggins can't get mad at the NBA when you guys is like your glory years are in college. You know what I'm saying? College basketball, they make sure that they that's on TV. You know, you you can watch some college basketball. Them WNBA games, they play Saturday morning. You know, it, it, they, it's all over the place. You know, yeah. you never really know when a WNBA game is on. But college, it's commercials for it. Like when it's a big game, like UConn about to play South Carolina or Baylor or something like that. It's a lot of branding for it. Man. So I'm trying to forgot about it. So what is the who who does the the uniforms for WNBA? Is it Nike? I should look that up. Uh, most likely. I, but I mean I, I'll just my point I'll go with that is like, you know, a lot of it kind of comes with the branding too. If you just had like some of those branding, those big brands out there backing them also would help out a whole lot. As far as I'm just getting their name out, like you just said. And you know, you can appeal more to a younger crowd because now I have this brand pushing me 
pushing for me to say that, hey, I got this, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, that's another thing. Like, if you want, if you want higher contracts as a WNBA, play, uh, WNBA player, if I'm Skylar Diggins or if I'm Maya Moore, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sign with Nike just because they Nike. I'm not going to sign with Adidas just because they Adidas. I'm telling them I'm not signing with you unless I get my own shoe. Yeah. So if that means I got to go to Puma with Marvin Bagley in there, I'm going to Puma. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to you until you tell me that you are going to market me. You're not going to put me in a commercial with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. You're going to put me in my own commercial. I am going to highlight and and be the star of my own show. Yeah. Because a lot of these females, like my niece, she, she's, she's big in the basketball. She just started her sophomore year. She want to go to WNBA games. Yeah. She has a favorite WNBA player. But when it's time for her to go get some shoes, she got to go get some Kobe's oh, yeah. or some LeBron's or some KD's or something. I, I mean, but like you said, to go, I mean, you, you don't have to just – I mean, it'd be nice to go with like a Nike or something like that and get your own – and get your own, you know, your own shoe and all type of stuff. But, I mean, just go to any brand, man. Just, yeah, you, it ain't got to be Nike. Just, if, if Lil Yachty could get a contract with Nautica, man, you can get something. You can get your own you. shoe contract too. If they're looking for somebody to brand. Thank all you. these brands want to build their brand off what's going on right now as far as, you know – who people appeal to. Yeah, you, gotta, you have a good brand, go out there and use that. You got to get your hustle game up. If yeah. you don't want to do it by yourself, then you, Simone Augustus is a big shoe head. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In the WNBA. So, if Skylar Diggins, Simone Augustus, Maya Moore, uh, Bella Della Dova, I can't, Della Don, I'm sorry. You know, all these people, Sue Bird still in the league. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. Tarazi. Why don't all y'all get together and say, you know what? We're going to go to whichever shoe company is going to either make a shoe that we all wear. That's our shoe. Or, you know what I'm saying? We get behind one person's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you you, got to hustle the system a little bit, man. You know, don't sit back and just, you know, expect the NBA to kind of, you know, change up what they doing, you know. Make you feel better about what you got going on. Over there, man. I mean, just going back to it for a second before we close out, a lot of those NBA players make a lot of money off their brand. Mm-hmm. If anything, I mean, look at Dwayne Wade. Look where he went. Went to China. China. Clay. Clay Thompson. Yeah. Same thing. Went to China. You know, and it's, uh, it may not be big here, but it's big over there. You know, women's basketball is pretty big. It's big it's overseas. Global. It's yeah. Global. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they play overseas too. Yeah. yeah so I'm saying, so use that, man. But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and close out. You know, we thank you guys for tuning in. You know, we had three great topics for you guys. That's right. As always, we always want to hear your feedback. You know, give us your take on these topics that we just gave you. And, uh, of course, we'll always address it here on Thin Lounge Love Sports. Yeah, man. Um, episode 16, man, we, we still pushing. And everything that y'all send us, text messages, inbox, uh, drop something on a little Facebook page, whatever. Yeah. Man, we appreciate it. We listen to it all. And we 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 encourage y'all to keep keep it coming, man. Because yep. we're gonna keep it coming. There you go. All right, can learn from loving sports. Maybe you can find us on all, all outlets and all social platforms. That's right. Uh listen to us on everything, man. So let us know. Give us some feedback. Appreciate it.